The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Canarius, the governor of Syria, so all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you, who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. The title of this homily is Living Inside Salvation History. On this night, we will hear from historical characters that played pivotal roles in the history of salvation. And unlike most Sundays when we come to Mass, Jesus doesn't say anything. He simply looks at us, wrapped in swaddling clothes, and mysteriously, he allows us to look at him. What will he see in me? What will I see in him? Look at him in your mind's eye. Don't just listen. Imagine. And I would like to ask all of you to hold the hand of the Blessed Mother. This morning we focused on her in the homily. Her, may it be done unto me according to your word. She is not mentioned this time specifically, but she is the reason why we are all gathered here tonight. The prophet Isaiah, who was he? About the year 740... BC, he saw God and was overwhelmed by his contact with the divine glory and holiness. 
he became agonizing aware of God's need for a messenger to the people of Israel. And despite his own sense of inadequacy, he offered himself for God's service. Here am I. Send me. It was no light undertaking. He was to condemn his own people and watch the nation crumble and perish. As he tells it, he was only too aware that coming with such a message, he would experience bitter opposition, willful disbelief and ridicule. To withstand this, he would have to be inwardly fortified. All this came to him in the form of a vision and ended as a sudden, firm, and lifelong resolve. All of this took place in the temple. Like Isaiah, we too have seen a vision of God. None of this is foreign to us. Though he lived centuries before Christ, he is speaking to us today, tonight. And we read from Isaiah. For a child is to be born to us, a son is given to us, upon his shoulder dominion rests. They name him Wonder Counselor, God Hero. Father forever, Prince of Peace. As we journey through life as a community of believers, we know that our leader Jesus has all these attributes. We, like the prophet, live in a dark and dangerous time. But we have seen the light. We have seen him everywhere, and people see light through our witness to him. I remember being at the airport not so long ago, standing at the gate to get on my plane, and I noticed one of you standing there, quietly praying your rosary. You didn't see me, not until we got on the plane. But it struck me, here is a quiet witness of someone who believes. I imagined him praying for all the people there at the gate and for all their intentions. Though we live in difficult times, we are capable of extraordinary things. And what I have learned over my few decades walking on the planet and waiting for planes the most extraordinary thing we can do is pray for our brothers and sisters that they will discover the face of Jesus. Wonder Counselor, God Hero, Father Forever, Prince of Peace. St. Paul's letters always accompany us during our Eucharistic celebrations. What does he have to say to us on this special night? The grace of God has appeared, 
saying all and training us to reject godless ways and worldly desires and to live temperately, justly and devoutly in this age as we await the blessed hope. Paul speaks to us about the importance of grace. The grace to be a witness in the world, allowing grace to flow through me is one of our main goals in life. Paul puts more flesh around this theme by indicating the importance of cooperating with grace. Avoiding sin, cultivating an interior life of prayer, praying as a family, and reaching out to those in need. All these are basic needs of our soul to be in communion with the Lord Jesus. Both Isaiah, sorry, Isaiah and St. Paul and St. Luke were all transformed by their knowledge of God. Nothing else mattered other than letting everyone around them know of this gift. As we live this Christmas Eve Mass together, be attentive to what God is saying to you. Let it go down deep into your soul. And remember it as you live these days of Christmas. I could share another example of one of you. You said to me after you started to organize an outreach effort, It's funny, Father, before this mission, I never, I never thought I had one. Powerful. And now we come to the central theme of this night that is given to us by St. Luke. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. Joseph shows us tonight in his quiet and unassuming way that to be a follower of Jesus, you need to be obedient. Joseph, Joseph is obedient to the decree issued by Caesar Augustus, the king of the time. The shepherds listened and obeyed the message of the angel. Can we even begin to imagine their surprise? The least of society, the outcasts, the poor of the world, were given the joy of being the first to adore Christ the child. My dear young people, scattered throughout this church, obedient isn't, obedience isn't easy. Don't be afraid to be obedient to your parents and your conscience in the small and big things. Joseph and Mary and the shepherds didn't find any of their sacred story easy. It was incredibly mysterious, 
that God in his infinite wisdom knew what would be best for them. Maybe we can pause for a moment and pray for each other that we can become obedient followers of Jesus just the way we are. You know, you don't need to do anything special. You just need to be you. But you need to step out. You, yourself. No one there, just you. We are reading about the sacred story of the Holy Family. But your story, too, is sacred. Yes, we are gazing upon Jesus, the baby, tonight. But he is gazing on us, on you, on me. When the host is elevated, take in the eternal gaze on you. To conclude... A prayer from St. Padre Pio that one of you shared with us on Friday morning. May the child Jesus be your guiding star in the desert of this present faith, of this present life. Faith guides us and we follow surely in its light. This is the way that leads to God to his homeland, just as the holy magi were guided by the star, a symbol of faith, and reached the desired place. A possible takeaway from this most holy night could be taken from our oldest pivotal player, the prophet Isaiah. After his vision of God, He ended up with a sudden, firm, and lifelong resolve to be an ambassador of God, who became a baby, lived among us, died on a cross for our sins, whose name is Jesus. We offer glory to our newborn King as we worship God, the Father, and pray. For the church that the invitation, come let us adore him, will echo in and through every aspect of the church's life. We pray to the Lord. For those who govern, that the presence of Jesus will inspire them to be heroes of virtue and authentic liberty. We pray to the Lord. That the birth of the Redeemer may bring peace and hope to all people of goodwill. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For the renewal of family life, that the love of Mary and Joseph will rekindle love in all families. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For our parish, that we will recommit ourselves to attending Sunday Mass and to receiving the sacraments regularly and devoutly. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Today's Mass is being offered for the people of the parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, 
for those who are sick or infirm, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let the light shine upon them. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. Father, as we gaze into the manger upon the human face of your Son, we experience the hope of the restoration of our own innocence. Enable us to keep our eyes on Jesus, for he is our Lord now and forever. Amen. Amen. 